Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Old Sun Podcast, DB, Chicho Nation, Donnie Ray Daytona. This episode brought to you by Rock and Roll Denim, Reflex. Um, Donnie and I are both um, sporting the cause. He texted me this morning and asked me what shirt I was going to wear, and uh, I didn't know it meant he was going to also wear it. But, it's not the same uh, twinsies. But essentially, we're not sponsored specifically by their Reflex but I designated that myself because that's all I can wear now because of the mobility. Have you tried it yet? I got mine on right now. Donnie? I have a pair on as well. As well. In well. If it's in a well, I don't want the job. Hmm. It's an office reference. Thank you, Rock and Roll Denim and Reflex, for giving us the mobility we need to ranch hard to keep it 90 to be on to the next one, to go 90 in Maine, Spain, Spokane, Fort Wayne, and Alabama. Now to the podcast. Donnie, did you sleep good last night? Rodeo time. Got to get her on down the road. I woke up at 7.45. Rodeo time. I woke up at 7.30. I've been waking up at 7.30, like, on the dot here in the past week or so. Is that early for you? No, it's not. But my I can't figure out this my alarm on this phone. Like so, it doesn't ring loud enough to wake me up. You don't know how to turn it up. I don't. No. Do you want me to show you? I'm gonna have to look it up. When we go home. Do you have your phone? We'll do it some other time. Let me show you real quick. I know how to when set you're the alarm. The screen. I know how to set the alarm. You got these buttons on the side. Why? That shouldn't affect the 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 noise level of the alarm. It does, though. Your ringtone level should not. That's what's See stupid that about these ringer. phones. It can be on silent, and, and you still have the ringer up or down. Why don't we explain why? You can turn the ringer all the way up, but put it on silent. And your, and alarm. your alarm will still go off loud? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's stupid. Why is that stupid? Because it's volume buttons. It shouldn't matter. Your vo- your volume on your alarm should be the same all the time. Welcome to the world of Apple, Donnie. Am I not wrong? Like, why? I I disagree. Because I don't like to wake anybody else up. And, like, I got my alarm on the bottom setting on the ringer. The ringer as low as it can go. And it wakes me up because I'm a light sleeper. Like, I can hear a mouse fart. But if there's other people around, I don't want them to wake up. I'm not a light sleeper. I'm just saying I could see why you don't like the feature. I like the feature. Is it? Are you sure that you're not just like subconsciously against all things Apple? Are you know. still fighting it? Yeah, it's stupid. These are phones still- suck. They suck. Give us another reason. There's no vibrate mode. Like, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Mine I- vibrates all the time. Yeah, it vibrates when it rings. Like it. I just but you can see. set it to vibrate. I got a. I, mine just vibrated just now. I got a text. Boom. Mine just went off and it vibrated. What else you got? I don't know. They're stupid. The Dude, service doesn't. I, I will get... say that they don't vibrate near as hard as whatever kind of phone you had. Whenever you, whenever your phone would, you'd get a text. It felt like the first gen was starting up. <laughs> like I felt like I was like I it was like, like it was set for like old man. Like, like I call it when the ringer is really loud. I call it old man ringtone because it's really loud. Like, like rattle the like earthquake. I don't ever have my ringtone on. Like just, a '90s pager, just vibrate. Yeah, but your your vibrate when it's on a table is louder than most people's ringtone. Well, at least on your own phone. 
What else you got? Um, Your texts are a lot better, Donnie. Yeah, they're blue. They're not green. Yeah, no. well, whoop-dee-doo. That's color. a big deal. No, it's not. Yes, it okay, is. Okay, the service. SMS. They don't get near as good service. Uh, I don't know. They don't. Did you have an antenna on yours? No. Oh. Mm. Your mine's mine's on vibrate right now. Yeah. Yep, that's why we ought to look down at it. Um... Well, welcome to iPhone family. Even though you you don't you aren't excited about being part of this family, um, we're happy to have you here. Also happy to have Cheech here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. And uh, I will be with you guys in just a second as soon as I reply. It's interfering. To this yeah, we can all, Everybody can hear it. Even the podcasters listening. It's going. Really? Yeah. I think y'all are just a bunch of sissy nanas. Yeah. Androids yeah. don't do that. Well, so, you know, I, there is something that, uh, aside from Donnie hating Apple products, but I know he's going to come accustomed to it because, uh, you know, he edits with an Apple product and now his phone, and he's just going to get so much more work done, mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a lot more efficient. Um, what's also going to help Donnie this year is, uh, as we all know, the NFR is not going to be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it's going to help Donnie. And let me tell you guys why it's going to help Donnie. Because in Texas, there isn't any, there's no legal gambling. Donnie, legal gambling is not allowed in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I feel like your financial situation in Texas uh, during the NFR is going to be a lot better. Because they'll explain to us, uh, we have an alter ego name for Donnie when he gets around casinos and legal gambling. What's you want to tell him your your alter ego name? Ramblin' Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Ronnie was your brother. Yeah, well, that's what Cheech called me yesterday. Uh, Ramblin' Ronnie is a guy like you have never seen before. He is. Does anybody know anybody that's compulsive when they get around certain things? Ramblin' Ronnie can get compulsive really quick at a blackjack table. He went to he went to go get a hundred dollars out of the ATM, came back when your face was on the table at uh where was it at? At the Mirage? Yeah. 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 So at the Mirage, you had your own you had a couple of your tables. Okay. He leaves to go get a hundred bucks. He comes back and this guy sits down. He's just a random dude, just minding his own business in Vegas, playing blackjack. And all of a sudden, Ramblin' Rick gets cold sweats. He gets mad. He legitimately is this close from getting kicked out of the casino he is livid. That's a little extreme. You were extreme. No, I was mad. I wasn't that mad. I, all everybody we knew was sitting at that table. Like we knew every single person at that table. There was about six of us. And then this, I, there's a one left open seat, and I was like, "Call him what you called him yesterday." I gotta get some. I gotta get some cash. And I go to the ATM and come back, and this guy literally sits down right in front of me. Like, it's not his fault, obviously. I think he, he sped up. I think he like, you know, when somebody's like, two people are going for the same parking lot or the same seat. Like he. Walked a little faster and slid in there and got in there and started playing and rambling Rick. I can see how that would frustrate you. I was, um, yeah, I wanted to play. And he was winning. You know, um, if we would have had the day off today and there would be a solid 24 hours of 
of of of like leeway time. I feel that Donnie. We were gonna go to Vegas. That's exactly what we have today. Uh, yeah, but we're here for the podcast and okay. But but and we're here because we have to. You know, we we got other obligations to do. But Donnie, go ahead and speak up. Like what you were saying. What were we gonna do? We were gonna go to Vegas and change our lives, dude. You finally start getting ahead with some money start stacking we were gonna cash. change our lives he <laughs> donnie said this is the most <laughs> this is what i'm talking about this is the most money he's ever had in his life how is that not already your you life has already been changed you're we were gonna, gonna like, change it you're gonna one way or the other we we're gonna change it either i was gonna run out of money or i was donnie was it. donnie gonna, was already uh, uh, go ahead go ahead you were gonna double change it yeah yeah, Donnie. Obviously. Donnie was gonna do kind of like Rodman when he played for the Bulls, and they he asked for forty eight hours, and forty eight hours turned into about four or five, maybe a week. Yeah, Ninety six of them. Yeah. Um, what was that? I think it was it FedEx that the CEO was down to his last five thousand dollars, and he went to Vegas and gambled it and turned it into like thirty six thousand, and then turned the company around. Exactly. Was it FedEx? I don't know. I think but it was FedEx. Somebody it could be Rodeo Time. That. But <laughs> dude, that's one of those stories that gets you it's, in trouble. You got to be careful. Listen, T-R-O, you got, it's you, a gamble. P-L-E. It's a gamble. Nothing yeah. like. I mean, See this guy right now? He was about to. You guys almost seen Ramblin' Rick right here. He's got the sweats. He's got the goosebumps. <laughs> he's got the feeling. That dude right risked it. Whoever that story was about, that dude risked it all, and he knew what he was doing. He knew it was either make or break, sink or swim. No. and it was go time. And yeah, he, he laid it all on the line. So hey, and a lot of times it don't pan out like that. But the one time it does. Look yeah. how he comes look. alive when you talk about gambling. Let's party, you know. Let's party. <laughs> Smoke him if you got him. Yeah. Is Ramblin' Rick's rule number one, yeah. chapter three. Randy used to be like that, going to Vegas. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he's told me, telling me. He slowed down. He's like, you gotta be okay years. with you gotta be okay with losing what you're what you're playing. Just imagine it's gone already. Just yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. There's also moments, and a, a dealer told me this once too. He was like. You can't just bet the minimum every hand and win. Yeah. Like when you get on a roll and you got momentum, like you got to bet more. Yeah. That's how you beat the house. Like when you get on a little run and you feel yourself on a run, but then you also got to have that feeling like you're okay with losing it because if you've got $600 total and then all of a sudden like you get on two, three, four, and and then now you bet a $300 hand, you got to be okay with losing $300. It's house money. The yeah. second night that I was there, we went to, uh, I call the Westgate, the Ghetto Gate, and me and a friend of mine, uh, Justin Sanderlin, we started playing craps at six o'clock. By, I don't know, by about seven thirty, seven twenty ish, we both had about nine hundred bucks in our hand. Now that was like really quick and we both knew like that rarely happens yeah yeah it's not like that that that's not something that just happens because the rest of the time i was in vegas it was it was a roller coaster ride Mm -hmm. yeah i've i've stayed in a lot of casinos in vegas i've stayed at tropicana south point um, mgm monte carlo the aria uh, the mgm park when they changed it the monte carlo I've stayed at uh, Westgate 
I like the Westgate. I do too. But my favorite is is the is the Mirage. Yeah. Uh, just because the layout of the casino floor mm-hmm. and the uh, like, I love all the vegetation when you first walk in. They got that like the feng like, shui, like, the like, jungle. That ain't the place to gamble, Olson. That's where I, I've won. <laughs> I've won a lot of money. Uh, the blackjack at, at tables there are constantly rambling. Rick's shuffling. here, y'all. Rambling Rick is here, constantly shuffling, at, like throughout the whole thing. We lost go, him. You gotta go to me. You gotta go to a place where the deal, like, because you don't have a chance to get hot. Like, a, a deck can be hot or cold, and when they're constantly shuffling, you can't read that. Rambling Rick's done his research, yeah. but I, I, I also take into consideration a lot of other things, you know, because I enjoy gambling, but I'm not gonna gamble for 14 days straight. So I need a good layout. I want good food. I want like when the VIP party or the, the yeah. after party or yeah. whatever. Like it's just mm. right around the corner. Yep. It's, but it's huge. Like it's got everything. You got the watch party, and every casino has it. But the layouts are different. And I would yeah. say my second favorite is Westgate. You yeah. Know, I like the Westgate. Um, I don't know if I've been to the Westgate. I've 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 probably stayed at MGM the most. You know. And they got a pretty good layout, you know, especially whenever you start walking towards the towers. Like uh-huh. they got all that stuff down there. But Aria, I stayed in that when it was like brand new. You want to talk about bougie? That, uh, yeah. that one is bougie. I don't touch anything. I stayed at the Mandalay Bay about ten years ago, fifteen years ago, something like that. Yeah, it's a nice hotel. What's the the Luxor? I stayed in the yeah. Luxor's right there. Luxor's yeah. all right. That that one's pretty good. They have a be- they have a sweet game room at the Luxor. So yeah. the other one that I haven't stayed in yet, but I know it got redone. I like the Orleans too. I, I like I like going into the Orleans, but I've never been there. I like the Rio, uh, and then I think it just recently got. What's that? What's that pancake place? Freaking a golly, Denny's. No, forget <laughs> Denny's, bro. What's, I was that, what's that pancake place, man? I hop. No, 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 no. Uh, Hash House A Go Go. If you go to Vegas, you got to eat it. Hash House A Go Go. There's one, I want to say it's at the link. Yep, Never it's at the link. It. There's one on the strip, it's at the link. There's another one like uh, like downtown. Uh, not, not downtown, but like it's it's out of town. It's, it's uh, north of the interstate. But anyway, you got to go to Hash House A Go Go. Ruth's Chris is in Harris. Or uh, Del Frisco's, it's on like Maryland Street. Those three places. There's a the, across from uh, Del Frisco's and down the street a little ways. There's a, a um, there's a uh, a sushi place. There's a couple of really good sushi places, but that one's like. Remember we when, remember we ate there. Were any of y'all with me? Well, I don't think sushi. So. My granddad called me whenever, or my grandmother called me when my granddad died. No, I, I didn't work for you then. That was me, Leroy, Greasy Baby, and one other person. There's four of us. Eating. And Randall. Yeah, bingo. Um, yeah. But anyway, that that sushi place is the bomb, and it's right down from that steakhouse. Where was Derek Begay actually owes me Benny Hannes. Yeah. I hey, forgot what the bet was, but I know he owes me. Benny. So Derek Begay, if you're watching this and paying attention, I still haven't forgotten. Derek Begay ain't watching this. He's too busy roping Mavericks in the cactus. I mean... I mean, I would love that he if he was, but he ain't watching this. No, he is. He's probably got AirPods and his phone in his pocket, service out in the desert, and he is tracking Mavericks. Doubt it. He leads them out, old son. You got to take that cable with you. That mm-hmm. way you can cut off their left horn. Mm-hmm. That way they don't hook you 
because when you lead them on your right, it's their left, and you don't want them hooking you with that left horn. I think he does a little, you know, he, he, he entices them to be a little gentler after he gets some rope and tied down. Speaking of something not gentle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Your boy. Both of y'all's boys. Yeah, my name's Carl Wayne. I got two DUIs. We can't talk about it. Contractually obligated to not talk about it right now. You're going to hear and see about it here in uh, several months. That we'll talk about wild. it. But that's that's all we need to know. That bull wild. That's why, like, right now we're on, we're, we've got a day off, but we are, are working on something. That ha- that went down yesterday with Carl Wayne. And it, was, it, it was aggressive. It went down, and I mean, it was like NASCAR motor and go-kart brakes yeah. is about Carl Wayne's speed. What happened on Easter? What were you? Oh, you roped that little baby calf. And that one was hard. Like, I thought that one was on level. That was a a baby, though. Yeah, I know, but it was harder to. Did you rope it? Yes. Were you on Nacho? I was. He was harder to rope than Carl. He was harder to rope than Carl Wayne is because. He that calf. Remember that calf. He would like get in the brush and then like lay down. He would lay and down hide. and hide. And you yeah. like his ears look like cactus. Like 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 they 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 look like pears. And so like if you moved, he would just jump up. I'm serious, like a rabbit. And I mean, he was gone. Gone. And as soon he would never go into the open field. And I knew Nacho isn't just the fastest, but when he gets his momentum going. He catches an. It takes him a minute to get go, like really, really fast. Yeah. But when he gets going really, really fast, he, I'm not saying he's gonna beat Dale Brisby, but he like he can track him. But that calf hit a gear, and Nacho and I left at the same time. We caught up to this calf, luckily because he literally was like a rabbit going through the brush. He lay down. Dude, that was a wild day. It it was supposed to be like 20 minutes, and it turned into. Easter Sunday. Two hours and 20 minutes. That was me, you, and Wes, wasn't it? Yeah. That was before Donnie got here. Remember Wes was on Boone? Wes was on Boone. It was his first time ever being on a horse and in the pasture. And That's right. Wes looked this way, that way, and we said, did you see him go? And he I'll never forget it. He said, did I see what go? And I was like, <laughs> catching cattle. I remember putting him in the middle of that pasture. I was like, you be our eyeballs. Give us a yelp if you see this calf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that sucker was all over the place, back and forth. And, like, if you didn't, like, watch him through the, you know, in his Easter, so, like, the, the, all the trees were just starting to bud. And yeah. That's another reason why if you, if you can get your, your calves gathered, your cows gathered in early spring, all those mesquite trees, you, you know, without vegetation on them, they're a little easier. Anyways. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Um, I got to rope something. Catching cattle with I'm taking Dale. DB. I'm taking my man Blue Boy, aka George Foreman, aka Dale Brisby, aka the Spirited Gray. Where was this in Lagrange? No, this was at Radiator Ranch. Oh, what? yeah, it was here. Right Edison. out my back door. Oh, yeah. Whose calf was it? Mine. What I had it? some. There were some sale barn cows. Oh, and mm-hmm. uh, wild. And there was five sale barn wow, cows. Wow. They they all calved, and I was I was selling them. And the the cow had come in, and we'd caught her. Mm-hmm. And then the calf was outside the pen. 
I think the next time when you and I go to catch cattle, not that I, not that I, I, I don't think Nacho is capable, but I'm going to tell you who the gamer is. I think I do like the spirited. I do like the spirited gray. I like uh-huh. Del Brisby, but I think I'm going to try and ride maybe Buckethead. Buckethead's dependable. He he just been he's been hooked enough. Like by Carl Wayne and 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 just just him. The yeah. few times I've had to rope Carl Wayne on Buckethead, like he's been hooked, and that Joker will. Sh- and and it's most horses, you know, rodeo horses get hooked and they they get kind of scared. But about he's gonna it. not. And he'll kind of move out. He's not gonna put you in a bind. Like he'll still face up, but he'll he's gonna he's shooting left. That's yeah. some buck comes after you. I think but. I can. I think I think Buckethead and I are or we would get along really good. So. You're free to ride him. Can can I? Yeah. Oh man, that's so awesome. Yeah. But just don't make okay. The other thing I want to get clear, just don't make. I do love catching cattle. I do. I do. But it seems like when I go with the legendary Dale Brisby to go catch cattle. Oh yeah, it's real easy. It's just right over here. I seen him the other day, and yeah, he's it's it's super simple, and we're just gonna ride out there and. He'll go right out in the open, and we'll just rope him and tie him down, and we'll just load him and go. When Dale Brisby calls you and he says, hey, I got to go catch a cow, be prepared. Be prepared. Don't take, like, don't take like two little boxes of ammunition. Take you plenty of weapons. How come you don't wa- tie off? Me? Like out in the, like that wheat field kind of setting we were in. In the wheat field? I no wrong I- answer. Just curious. I like being able to dally and I like being get because on cows I don't mind doing it on uh wheat pasture cattle but maverick cattle I don't tie on to. I like to dally cuz yeah. cuz cuz I feel like I can still stay close enough to undally and get away from them and let them come by and then and then like if they come up the rope I think dallying it's just all handling rope. It it For really sure. is. I I really I tell you I got in a wreck one time tied off and it was my fault. Uh, I let a little slack in the line. My horse stepped over it, and I went to ride off. And I, I, in the middle of all of it, I didn't realize that my horse had stepped across it over, mm-hmm. over, and uh, I had to cut the rope, mm-hmm. obviously. And uh, I just in the middle of the whole of all the action because it gets it gets going pretty western there pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I yeah, I got you. I understand. It's all, there's no wrong answer. I think, I'm not against dallying. I just I can't dally as good, you know. Um, so did you? Well, and, and so yesterday I was in a situation to where I could step off. Yeah. And stay tied on. Yeah. And I feel like if yeah, you're, you'll work the crap out of a rope. If if Nacho will. Yeah, it, I feel like if you're riding something that you can do both on, I. I teach my horses basically if they can stand and keep a rope tied and you can step off of them and and they can keep that that line tight but I I want them to be able to do both just like myself. I I like to do both. But in a wheat pasture deal like if you're doctoring there's nothing wrong with tying off. I yeah. don't think so. And I think it's I think it's it's kind of kid boy to tie yeah. off. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, there, it's both of them. You know, there's like really good hands that tie off, really good hands that dally. I mean, because like in the Brandon pen, like 
you got to know how to do like there's there's an art to it you uh-huh. know and there's a way to do it where you handle the cattle you handle your horse you uh-huh. handle your digits and everything works out and um donnie knows what's up you gotta um, keep them digits same thing with with tying off like you gotta you need to know an extra special it's it's crazy because there's like levels it's like the horse is super inexperienced it's best to you know dally if the cowboy is super inexperienced it's best to dally and then there's a level where like if you know enough to handle your horse but you're not as good at dallying then you can tie off and that could be safer in certain areas and no matter what it's always going to be a little bit dangerous so i think uh, when you go after certain cattle whether it's maverick cattle and cattle that you need to get off a place and uh some guys say this I believe in it. Uh, if you're tied on and you get them and you get them roped, you're there. Like that, you you've got them caught. Now, if you're tied on and you're by yourself, I personally I like to be able to line them out, bust them, and be able to step off and tie them down. Mm-hmm. If there's nobody there. Now, if there's somebody there, then okay, get them roped, slow them up, let your guy come over there, head and heel them, stretch them out, and let's do it. But if you're by yourself, like, you're, you're, you're kind of in a, you need to kind of lay down, you need to get control of the situation. Now, yeah. I think young horses, when you start doing it on young horses, it needs to be, for instance, Buckethead. Buckethead is a horse that I would trust to tie on in an open field. That way, if he does spook and he does get away, there is no trees. There is nowhere where he's going to wreck out. Him and that piece of livestock that's hooked on, if he's tied on, they're going to figure it out. And I'm yeah, pretty sure. Exactly. I'm pretty sure Buckethead is going to win. Is going to win. Yeah, yeah. because he, he's going to figure out that, dang, uh, I'm stout, I'm strong. And, and so anyway, and the other thing is, in certain situations, Sometimes the cowboy is more experienced, and he's taking somebody that's not as experienced. So being able to have a better opportunity to take control of the situation and and ask that emo, that other inexperienced person, because you're not going to get somebody if they're inexperienced. Like I'm not going to say, "Hey, Donnie, that's never healed cattle before." Be like, "Hey, go over there and and heal this cow here in a minute when I when I get him roped." It's just you, you got to know what you're going into the you got to know what you're going into the cattle battle with. And Donnie and, and Donnie in that situation he's going to say six words. Yes, I did have to just count the words. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to ride Bronx. I just want to ride Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's okay. I think uh I just I'm going to tell y'all something right now. If there was if if I was ever to describe a good day, I think catching cattle, catching cattle and not crippling your horses and not getting hurt and getting bucked off, that's a good day. I like and catching. Donnie cattle. and I were talking about this yesterday. Like, so you and I, we have a different upbringing than Donnie. Donnie's twenty five. Yeah, he came into the rodeo game at twenty four. Mm-hmm. He grew up tending bar. Mm-hmm. So. He decides what he wants to do at 24 years old, and he wants to be good at it. Uh-huh. He's only got so much time in the day that he's going to dedicate to this one thing if he wants to be good at it. Uh-huh. You and I grew up 
on top of a horse, moving cows around, and 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 we also rodeo. We've had our whole life to get good enough cowboying mm-hmm. that we can enjoy a good day of ranching. Yes. What Donnie was saying, well, I'll let you talk, Donnie. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy working cows. I enjoy that stuff, but I'm not going to get a rope down and I'm not be handy with one. Like, I, there's nothing I can do to help you, you at that kind of point. You just said the magic words, though. Yeah. Because most people, um, I, and I'll say it right here, I don't care, there's a lot of people that will talk about it mm-hmm. up here and right here until it comes time. The most important thing that you said right there is, I'm not handy enough to do and you're okay with it. Because when people go to getting into, I would say, we'll just say a full-on cow rack, when you, when you got a maverick on the end of it and he wants to hook and stuff, the last person you want, uh, the empty can rattles the most yeah. in that situation. And, and so the last thing that me or him want is somebody that's going to go in there not knowing what to do. But thinking they do. But thinking they do and wind up with missing teeth, yeah, broken bones. Yeah, and that, that's that's just the secret sauce. Like, the better you know yourself, which mm-hmm. Donnie knows himself, the better you know yourself, the quicker you can get to where you want to go. And that's what one, there's, there's an, there was an intern here recently, and I had to tell him real quick. I mean, like, he was, not that it was a he, but that person was 20 years old. Yeah. Been out of the house for two years. Yeah, yeah. And he was kind of boasting about all these yeah. jobs he had had. And I was like, man, you hadn't had any jobs. He's like, yeah, I have. I've had a bunch of jobs. And I was like, no, you're 20 years old. And he was like, well, sometimes I had jo- uh, two jobs at a time. And so I explained to him, number one, if you've had that many jobs in two years, that's mm-hmm. not a good thing. That means you can't hold a job. Mm-hmm. But number two, if you are good enough to hold a job long enough that, that it matters – you know, you haven't had but about three or two in two years. Like, it's just, you need to get out of this place where you think you bring all this crap to the table that you really don't. Because the point is, like, he's like, he's like thinking like, once his mind goes to the place where he thinks he knows more than he actually does, it, it takes away his eagerness to learn. Uh-huh. And then once he wrapped his mind around the fact that he didn't know anything, he's like, "Oh crap! I got all this stuff to learn." And I, and I think um, I think as far as cowboying goes, yeah, <laughs> he's a tired little kibble, tired little kibble. Uh, I I think as far as is is cowboying goes, um, if there's a situation, I've told you before, even gathering cattle, like, hey man, I'm really nervous about spilling cattle. I I hate spilling cattle. Listen. I think spilling cattle to me, it happens. It mm-hmm. does, but yeah. I don't want to be like if I feel somebody else is riding something a little more capable than what I'm riding, I'm going to speak up. Yeah, because well, because that situation. There's times like that. It's just the main thing is just that you don't give up. Yeah, right, know, right, like right. If right. I see something going down, like you can only control what you can control, and if I see, you know, if you're 18 seconds into it and you give up, that's the only time. Like if you're if you're trying your little cowboy heart out mm-hmm. and you're riding your horse and back and forth, then like everybody, everybody loses cattle. Everybody spills cattle. I get it. But uh, I think 
I'm hardest on myself before anybody else is. And so I'm, I'm, I, I like to speak up, and it sounds like I'm talking back. You are hard on yourself. And, yeah, because I don't – when I get into critical situations, I want to be able to thrive in that situation and come out successful, come out with the win. So so I think, like, being being in, 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 in those kind of situations, uh, I think the only way – and I'm going to talk about cowboying and, and roping mavericks for real. If It's like taking a dog, a, a, a young dog. The only way they get better – is they've got to be there. They've got to get involved in it, but they got to do it in a safe, knowledgeable way to where they don't get uh, thrashed. Because getting thrashed in a cattle battle. Yeah. That's what I don't know nothing about it. I've been around, I've gathered cows with dogs well, no, no, maybe no. 15 times. Well, no, no, no. I'm, in my life. I'm saying just, the only way that anybody can get experience is by doing it. Right. Yeah, I I think so long as you bring two things to the table, work ethic and humility. If you don't know, if you're going to work hard and not act like you know something that you don't, then then that's all you need. People will help you. But there does come a time when you do know more than the next person and you need to step up and be a leader. But there's a difference, and you should probably know it when it happens. Knowing the difference between those two times is where the secret sauce lies. Don't ever go up to anybody when you're first starting out. Make fun of their tack, especially when you don't own any tack. Yeah. I make yeah, fun of That was what that same them. intern did. He went up to a guy who was like, what's wrong with your rope? It's all messed up in the coals. and Not cold rot. How many how many cows have you roped is what the guy That's, said. That was the, ex- the immediate response. Man, I wish, I don't know, I think he deserved a little more. I think someone should have sat him down and really told him. You know what? Uh, in those situations, I have been involved in two situations. And you never make fun of somebody's. You never make fun of people's stuff like that. Like their horse, their dog, their wife, their tack, their hat. Like it's different if like Donnie and I been knowing each other and I might make some joke about some crease in the back of his hat when he gets bucked off. There's like little moments like that that a guy can maybe. But a basic rule of thumb, especially when you're a new guy, is you don't just come after you just, you just don't no. guys i mean you just don't no and and like those two situations that i was involved in they were they did involve uh, one loading a cow the other one two catching a couple cows and um it was like well it doesn't look that hard to do it doesn't it doesn't doesn't and so i am the guy that's like i don't really want a whole lot of people to ride my horse but I had enough because he'd been doing it and doing it and doing it. So I stepped off and handed him a rope and said, here you go. By the way, when you dally, don't look down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you think that you're that good at it, here, show me how you do it. Yeah. That's why you, I tie off, by the way. And so, like. I, I feel the need to look down. It's <laughs> like they go. And, and it's not because I want to. Not because I want to be. uh uh you know be a butt about it or be like if you can do it better then then like i don't see you pulling up over here with a truck and a trailer and your horses over here like you're you're wanting to tell me but yet you're not even you don't have a dog in the fight so like if you're that like you know what i mean like and it's instantly quiet she's just getting worked up no no donnie how's your first rodeo 
It's good. It, yeah. It was a learning experience. Dude. You... I know you guys are probably wanting to hear more about it, but... No. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't have much to say about it. Like, it went good. Not as good as I wanted it to. I just want to know. Well, don't act like we're going to be surprised that you don't have much to say. Yeah, well... Good. <sighs> Sometimes when we ask you, you never know. The third or fourth I time just, we ask you, I you have a different answer. I talking about myself. Yeah. I do. I le- really, really do. I hate What it. did you think about everything else going on at the rodeo, at your first rodeo? For instance, the other bronc riders. Ranch bronc. That was cool. Bareback. I liked getting the, the other events. Did beer, it make you like, appreciate being yeah. a bronc rider? Yeah. I mean... I just really appreciated getting to be around other cowboys and like, and meeting guys that are trying to do the same thing, you know, have the same kind of aspirations and goals, and maybe was a little farther down the road than I am. The difference in the practice pen compared to the the rodeo setting was it as dramatic as what I kind of let you? I mean, like, how was that difference? I think it can be. I don't think it was that this particular rodeo. Yeah, there was like the behind the shoots was a was a very dull setting. Yeah, I think it can be, but I don't think it was this particular rodeo. Was it? What was it? Just two bronc riders out that night? Yeah, it's two just me and another guy. One bareback rider? Or no, it was like, there was like four or five bareback riders. There was five rider. bareback riders, but only one on your side. Yeah, which two, seldom two happens. on my side, two on my side. Which seldom, which seldomly happens. Yeah, more bears than bronc. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, this was a weird weekend. There's a lot of rodeos in Texas right now because. A lot of them got rescheduled to this month, yeah. and it's the end of the season for everybody. So, like, everybody's spread out all of a sudden, like. But dang little kids behind the shoots and stuff. I didn't really know that was going to be a thing. That was, I don't know. I've seen that comment, actually. At an Emmy, yeah. That was annoying. So, yeah. um, get used to that. Uh, can't, when You can't tell them to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you can, well, there's there's going to be other rodeos where they police it a little better. Yeah. I didn't like that all those kids were climbing over the, the alley. Well, it was because of you. If one of them would have got over there and, like, thrashed, it would have been all, your I fault. I don't mind the kids, uh-huh. period. Like, I, that's why, that's literally why I was Secretly, there. Secretly, he does not. Like, he wants to see somebody get no. thrashed. I began to get uncomfortable and just go ahead and meet them <laughs> when they were climbing over the bull alley. Yeah, you you did go over. You did go over, and, and that's where I from. was like, "We need to put a stop to this." <laughs> I'm legally the only adult around, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, folks. I don't know. I'm not saying you're gonna. I say get used to it. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. That 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 was a typical amateur rodeo setting. Yeah, is all I'm saying. Did you did you feel it was a cool rodeo. It was neat. Like I didn't expect it. Like the grandstands were big and they're yep. they're full. And I, it was neat. There's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so like, I'm trying to remember what they call that when the 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 bucking shoots are out of a side, out of the side of the arena. Um, I had, you got me too because I I've totally don't know. It's not like shotgun delivery. That's when the shoot is when you're fighting bulls. I would just call it a straight on delivery because it goes it goes it's actually it's a rectangle bucking shoots are on one There's side. A lot of rodeos they do that. Like Rosenberg is in a couple of weeks they do that. Phillipsburg, Kansas. There's a lot of you know Whitesboro uh, is built like that. Low bridge. Saxon? Like 
Is that how you mean? Sykeston's like a big triangle. Yeah. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like like you know how how our uh, buck and shoots are on the end of the arena. Oh uh, yeah. And it goes out. Yeah. Like the these were they were on the side, yeah. and those that stock is like bucking towards Cheyenne's the that way, isn't it? Of the arena. Yeah, Cheyenne technically yes. Yeah. Um, that one needs to be that way, just the way it's set up. But anyway, it didn't technically affect your ride, but sometimes it's just a little bit different. I, I like it when it's when we're on the end of the arena, personally. Yeah. Just just that to me is like the classic setup. But um, that one's cool because of just it it works best for the fans, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like the NFR is on the end of the arena, yeah. obviously. But anyhow, so like there wasn't an a a, um, a jump in your conviction of this is what I want to do. Do you feel like do you feel like there was like a, an added layer of like um more confirmation I guess that you're you're on the right path. Uh I mean yeah, maybe a little bit, but I think I pretty much knew You already knew. Yeah. You were already there. Yeah. Yeah. We need to figure out how many Bronx that was. Was that like 32? 33, something like that. I don't know. Well, we need to get on another one. Dude, I don't even remember my first rodeo. They were asking me, and they wanted me to talk about it, and I was like, man, I don't remember. But Did, did you feel like being in the in like on a Friday night going up in there, the stands, uh, under the lights, um, yes, there is people, um, and, and certainly you did have a few other distractions, but you, I felt like you handled it very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. One thing that kind of threw like threw me off is like because we were get I was like getting ready to get on. I thought at the very beginning, yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, we yeah. Were bucking horses right away, bears and Bronx together, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they tell me that they moved it back to the middle. That kind of threw me off. Yeah, so that particular rodeo, and I will say this, and I didn't think about it. Uh, I know exactly why they did that was because they had such a big grand entry and a big queen's yeah deal. but thursday night they had more entries and they ran them together so friday night but they didn't they have the queen even, pageant and all right that. right friday night they had less entries and so the secretary and one of the pickup men were like yeah they're gonna run them together and then yeah at the le- they even they even loaded the bears yeah i remember that up to load the bronx and then the announcer was like hey we're not doing it that way and so that's what it like. Donnie was like his saddle was uh, heated up. Like he he had a rosin hot. Like everything. Production yeah. just production. But whenever we're in the practice pen, yeah. and I randomly tell you like flag girls, you know, that is what I'm talking about. Production like that stuff. That kind of stuff happens at rodeos, and I'm not just telling you to get over it. Yeah. It's it's a challenge no matter what. It's it sucks whether it happens or it doesn't, but like. Yeah, that 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 sucks. I wish for your first rodeo it could have like, because it affects the horses too. You know, mm-hmm. like that, especially no when you had to them. back them out. We had yeah. to you know back them out a little bit. But yeah. I was surprised that the horses trip compared to some of the stories we had heard. But oh well, on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. That's what on to the next one means. Whenever you're in the truck headed away from a rodeo. Your rearview mirror makes up about three percent of your windshield, and that's how much importance there is for the behind you for the rodeos behind you. Yeah, three out of ninety, three out of a hundred percent. 
I think I also believe too, though, um, when Donnie hasn't, number one, he's been on a lot of practice bucking horses here to, uh, you know, be in his first rodeo. I think once you get into, a, okay, so like you work all winter long, you stay in shape, you're riding horses, um, but then but then spring comes along. Springtime, when the spring rodeos hit, it is like you're booking rodeos, you're 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 enter you're like you're you're entering rodeos and you go and I feel that some younger guys that are starting out in the biz they find their they absolutely they find their groove once they go to like I think within 2 weeks people normally get into their groove of yeah um I I'm I'm this, I'm that, I know what I need to do here. And it, so it starts fundamentally, I think a lot of foundations are built and then you, it starts to grow. So like one rodeo, I, I would say, I think my deal to Donnie would be like, don't let one rodeo be, be the career, like that's going to make your make or break your career. I think when you experience a spring, a summer run, and then going into it, like going into making some finals, like I think, I think a, a spring and a summer run is going to be really fun for you uh, because you've got a lot of of uh, a lot of potential to bring to it. Yeah, to it's a marathon for sure. It's a marathon, it's a process. Got to commit to a process. That's with anything, but especially rodeo. Like your next bronc isn't going to care what happened on your last one, so you got to shake it off and uh, keep rodeoing. What that which the advice you're giving Donnie leads us into Yeah. Life advice. Ooh, life advice. Stop basing one mistake that you make. Like one mistake that you make don't let that determine the rest of your career. If you think like like I think people get stuck in like, oh man, I really messed up right there. And they and they they they're so focused on not doing that one thing that they get tunnel vision and they don't see the whole spectrum of whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Like don't don't get tunnel visioned and don't let that one mistake be the uh, be the foundation of whether it's your career or uh, your next move. Just just go. Don't don't dwell on it. Just move. Keep moving. That would be my life advice. What you got, Donnie? Mm. Um, mm. I don't know. Enjoy the little things, I guess. Bingo. Uh, mine would be to be a Fruit Loop in a bowl of Cheerios. I like Cheerios. I like Fruit Loops. Mine, Fruit Loops too. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't you be excited if you had a few Fruit Loops in your bowl of Cheerios? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Bingo. So that's what you need to be. Ride or right, rodeo time in Dorsey. That is, that is his Instagram bio. Really? Yeah. yeah. Quoted by Dale Brisby. Thank you for watching, listening. Gosh dang! I'm pumping your cord. My cord is being. If you just quit today. jacking with it and um, just sit there. Thank you for watching, listening this episode of the Old Sun Podcast, Dale Brisby. Chicho Nation, Donnie Ray Daytona. 
Uh, don't forget to text me, 940-353-0890. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast. I'm responding usually every night. I text about 50 people, 60 people a day, sometimes depending on what I'm doing. If Donnie and I are driving somewhere and I let him drive, I might get to 200 people. So shoot me a text. Let's skip the part where you ask if this is really Dale Brisby, because it is. Also, <laughs> check out uh, DaleBrisby.com. And yeah. um, if you're a wholesaler, reach out to Cheech, because he's the uh, one and only rep that we have. So if you want to wholesale rodeo time, mm-hmm. Cheecho Nation. Yeah, you got a lot of... Uh... You got some new stuff. A lot you got of new stuff. Classic stuff. A lot of new stuff. Yeah, like that cap that you decided you were going to copy me. Mm. Mm. Um, what else do you got that's new? I got that Mooney Zone T-shirt. Ooh, <laughs> that's not wholesale though, is it? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Yeah, no. that's true. Yeah, some of our exclusive, uh, like uh, JB Mooney, Cody Webster, True Burson. There's a few products in there that we don't wholesale. Um, they're exclusive to the website. But um, also, like to thank Rock and Roll Denim Reflex. Thanks for sponsoring this podcast. Pow pow, and on to the next one, all son.